A new generation has emerged in the earth. A seed in the ground has been sprouting, yet all around everything looked dead. Like the ground has closed every crack that the fragile seedling requires to sprout, out of the unseen to the seen, out of the death stage with resurrection power. But when the Kairos moment is announced, not even the concrete pavement can stop that seedling from pushing through. The trumpet has sounded, and that sound has hit the core of the earth. A new generation has emerged. A generation prepared and released by the heavens. Feared and hated in hell, yet the world does not recognize, neither is it ready for us. A generation coming from the wilderness of the word, where we have learnt how to die to our carnal ambitions, and embrace the mandate of our Creator. A generation who have overcome the temptations that appeal to the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh and pride of life. Our sword is soiled with the blood of our crucified flesh, and desires of the flesh. A generation that has gone through our valleys, and made a decision to join the remnant. A new generation alive in Christ has emerged. A generation whose natural appetite was long overtaken, by the spiritual appetite that declares. My food is to do the will of he who sent me and to finish his work. The king's food and wine is not what entices us, but we choose to eat that which proceeds from the mouth of God. In a world of varied options, we are the generation with a singular sight. We have locked eyes with Christ. The author and finisher of our faith men and women who have made a covenant with our eyes. A new generation fiercely committed to the word of God has emerged. A generation who know that our lives are worth the blood of the Lamb, therefore we cannot be bought with any position, nor sold for any price. We have eaten of his flesh, and drank of his blood, therefore we can confidently say, it is not I who live but Christ in me the hope of glory. A generation that does not take lightly, the greatest event in human history, the cross. We know, it is because of the finished work of Christ on the cross, that we emerge in this season, to establish kingdom lifestyle in the earth. A new generation birthed on the cross has emerged. A generation with the Isaka dimension is here, we know what Kairos we are in, and what we ought to do. The heavenly assignment is all we are here for, to become the interface between heaven and the earth. Downloading all that heaven wants installed on the earth. Heaven looked down for a man who would stand in the gap for the nations, and this generation, in one voice answered. We are here. And are willing to be misunderstood for our faith, rejected for our boldness and courage, and persecuted for holding on to the word. For the joy set before us, we are willing to be identified with Christ. A new fearless generation has emerged. We might not be perfect. Our past might try to haunt us. The enemy will try to stop us using any available vessel, but, like a pilot about to take off, we are announcing. We are committed. No turning back. From the north, south, east and west, behold, a new generation, who will bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. A new generation has emerged, backed by the heavenly host, with a trumpet sounding. Let God arise and all his enemies be scattered. A new generation that has no color, no race, no gender, and no status has emerged. The Ecclesia has emerged. We are the Cyrus community. Hello and welcome to the Cyrus community. This is Business Unusual. 
we continue talking about the three economies at war. And we started by looking at the church economy, the Babylonian economy, and the kingdom economy. Now, when we talked about the kingdom economy, the book of kings that we are looking at, we saw it end with the kingdom economy tucked away in Babylon. Now, today, we begin to examine some of the activities that took place in Babylon, then begin the journey of repatriation and the restoration of the kingdom economy. So in this whole series, we've been talking about kingdom economy. That's our interest. We want to understand as we operate as kingdom believers, as the ecclesia, as the called out ones, what's our kingdom economy? How do we operate financially in the earth so that we do not have the same hustling mentality as my neighbor who does not know God? Meaning, if you say God is your father, you should be operating on a different level where people look at you and say, surely there's something different with you. Now, the book of Daniel quite literally picks up during the carrying away. And that's why we'll be looking at that. And maybe before we go into the book of Daniel, yes. maybe you can give us a context or maybe background yes. of what you're looking at. Yes, remember, we were saying that everything we've ever seen in Babylon mm -hmm. originally came from, from the kingdom. Yes. And it was stolen. What we're looking at is that we've seen the journey, we've seen the prophetic word, and today we're going to do like a bit of a history lesson yes. with clarity for today. Mm -hmm. Is that what I said? History lesson with clarity for today. Mm -hmm. So we're going to connect. We've just spoken about treasure that was stolen. Yes. So we are still in the same context. We took a pause to identify one aspect mm -hmm. of treasure. But now we are going back into the full story. In fact, what is funny about this particular Daniel chapter 1, mm -hmm. if you read it, it quite literally is almost word for word what you saw in Second Kings 24 and 25. Especially 25. So the question is this. If one story tells us what happened to those who are left behind, now we want to look at what happened to those who were taken. Mm. You see, so we clarity. know what happened and yes. we identified ourselves. We said, listen, by listening to this whole conversation, mm. following on who was taken and who was left behind, yes. there's someone who can say, you know what, I'm among yes. the captains, yes. I'm among the smiths, Absolutely. I'm among the noblemen, I'm among yes. the royal family that was carried away. But there's yes. somebody else who says, I'm among those who are left behind. Absolutely. And we... I mean, that's not where we are supposed to be. Uh -huh. So definitely there, there, there's a way you can pick up yourself. Yes. So looking at those who are taken um, into Babylon, mm -hmm. they didn't just go to sit. They were not carried to go and sit. Uh -huh. They became something. They yes. became someone. And we yes. want to see also how their own interaction in Babylon yes. changed yes. the landscape. And, and nobody should miss the point. Mm -hmm. History in the Bible is lessons for today. Oh, yes. Please don't get stuck with the historical aspect of the story. Don't get stuck mm -hmm. with the, 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 the details. Learn to extract the value. What does it mean for now? So as much as we give you timelines and history for reference points, we are drawing out the parallel for where we are today. Mm. So history here is not a nice lesson so that we know. This is so that we can see the pattern. In other words, the devil is not new. Mm. His patterns of movement are the same. And so, like Paul says, yeah, that, that, that the things are written for, for us. us. What yes. do you mean by for us? Mm. You and see? you can't say that the devil carried them into Babylon and yes. we start seeing them and we start following their story and we start exactly. seeing, it's like you're looking back, yes. but you're not seeing how that affects you today. Exactly. Daniel 1, mm -hmm. uh, verses 1 to 5. Okay. We are looking at that. Yes. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the house of Shina to the house 
to the land of Shina, to the house of his God. And he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. Then the king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there is no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge, and quick to understand, who had the ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed for them a daily provision of king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank and three years of training for them, so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king. Now it's as you listen and as you follow, we've dealt with who was taken, Okay, we've dealt with when they were taken, mm -hmm. we've dealt with the fulfillment, we even went far back to tell you that there was a prophetic word that said they would be taken. Yes. Alright, now we are dealing with the why. Mm. So then okay. Nebuchadnezzar didn't just take them because it's a good idea. Mm. He took them with strategy. Remember when we looked at 2 Kings 25, we noted how he filtered who he picked. Yes. Now we are seeing a strange thing. Same story. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you, you, if you're watching a movie, the last scene ended. Yes. With them being systematically taken. King's house, nobles, mighty Captains, men, yes, captains, smiths. You've seen the order. Mm -hmm. Then now it's like we've switched over to arrival. Okay. Why were you being taken? Yes. Where were you be t being taken to? Exactly. To do what? There we are. Now if you look at that scripture, yes. it has... Um, some key issues. Yes. Because if you look at it, it talks about they took the articles of the house of God. Uh -huh. Now it talks about the master of the eunuchs. Yes. I mean, these are some of the things we are going to pick up yes. and say, let's look at this and yeah. see yeah. how that applies in our days. And yeah. of course, when the king was looking for the young men, yes. he had qualifications. Uh -huh. He said he wants young men. Yes. They had no blem blemish. Yes. Good looking. Uh -huh. Gifted in all mm -hmm. wisdom. Mm -hmm. Possessing knowledge. Mm -hmm. Quick to understand and capacity to serve in the king's palace. Yes. Now, if we go back to this scripture and say, uh -huh. break down for us when we talk about what took the articles on? of the house of God. Yes, now, very interesting. Think, what is Nebuchadnezzar doing? Mm -hmm. We thought he selected very carefully yes. who he took. Mm -hmm. When he brings them to Babylon, he selects again. again. Okay. Meaning, creme de la creme. Mm. The best of, of the, the best. best. Yes. First, he took the best. Now, with the best again, he's selecting the, the best. best. So why am I insisting mm. for you to understand that the positioning of people like Daniel was the best of the best? Mm. Guys, that is very important. Yes. And it's interesting that scripture, Babylon is a powerful nation. But when we look at what Nebuchadnezzar goes for and focuses on, is not the things, it's the people. Mm. Mm-hmm. Please pay attention. Once they land. Yes. Yes, here they came and said, you know what, he's taking from this house to that house. Yes. Once he arrives, yes. like you're saying, he now chooses again. Again. Even though the guys who were taken were good. Exactly. Wow. So, so it tells you that he begins by going to the house of the king again, yes. nobles again, mm -hmm. and, and some of the descendants again. Yes. And from there, now he has another criteria again. This is like a short listing. In other words, by the time he arrives with who he wants, mm -hmm. They have to be the best you can find. But where did he go for them? Jerusalem. This is important.
to tell you that the enemy looks for quality people in Jerusalem. Yet Jerusalem do not see themselves as the, as though they are quality because once God calls you his huh. son and he says listen you have given his heart you have your heart and you have said I want to walk this kingdom journey. Yes. There are things inside of you that change hmm. that you might look down on and despise yourself yes. not knowing that when the king comes yes. there's something inside of you. Yes. There's a quality you possess exactly. that, that that's what I'm looking yes. for. So we in Jerusalem, when yes. you talk about Jerusalem, you're talking about the church. Yes. And you're saying that, listen, if we can only see the treasure that is inside of exactly. us, that the king would be looking for. Yes. Yeah? Now, at the outset, I want to put something out. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be very important to have that in your mind. Okay. In biblical days, okay, when this story was written, there was a group of people left in Jerusalem, mm -hmm. which would be a picture of the church today. All right. All right. Then there was another group of people mm -hmm. who were taken into Babylon, Babylon, which would signify the kingdom today. Okay. All right? But I want you to understand, today, this is not about different groups, it's about mm. a mentality. Oh. Which means, yes. that when you, kingdom person, operate in Jerusalem, you operate like those who are left behind. Mm. 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 When you operate in Babylon, you switch on the qualities yes. of those who are taken. Mm -hmm. I think we need to go back. Mm. When you talk about duality, yes. coming to the kingdom of God and finding somebody different with a different personality, behavior, operations, yes. expertise, you're yes. like, okay, wait, what's the problem? It's because, remember today, mm -hmm. we already, because we don't understand the kingdom economy, Yes, we operate in a duality mm. where we work in Babylon <laughs> and interact with I think at that time you said you live in Babylon, you yeah. live in Jerusalem, yes. but work in Babylon. Exactly. And the problem is you mm -hmm. become an expert of where you work, mm -hmm. but you become poor with where you live. Let's say that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's where our problem is, yes. yeah? Yeah, because you're supposed to be functional where you live. Okay. So you say, I'm a believer, I'm born again, that's my life, that's yes. who I am. Yes, But I work in Babylon. But you're so competent in mm -hmm. Babylon. Meaning also, when I see Babylon, yes. the systems, the structures, and the operations there, it's exactly. with such excellence. Yes. That if you come into Jerusalem, yes. no excellence, Absolutely. no structures, yeah. no, you're like, okay, why do we do this? That's now, okay. when you talk about um, that duality, yes. now, how would you advise the breaking? Because yes. I think anyone would say, I sound like I was left behind, mm -hmm. yet I'm operational in Babylon. Yes. Okay, what do you call that? The beauty or how is this. Do you break that? The beauty is this. Yeah. Remember how you, you started? Mm -hmm. You said we are discussing and beginning the journey of repatriation. Yes. So put that in your mind, mm -hmm. that the, we are beginning to journey repatriation, but yes. you cannot repatriate until you know what's being repatriated. Mm. Okay. Okay. Now, some of the things <laughs> I said we are going to discuss, yes. took the articles of the House of God, which yes. I really believe mm. that um, we talked about that. Yeah. If you check the last few conversations, we've been talking about carried yes. away. What are the articles that were carried away? Yep. The treasures that were carried. Yes. Now, here the Bible says, and he called Ashpenaz, mm -hmm. the king now, talking about yes. uh, the king. Yes. He called Ashpenaz the master of his eunuchs. Mm -hmm. If you talk about the master of his eunuchs, it's yes. like, they're this eunuchs, yes. this is the senior eunuch. Yes, now, can you talk yes. about it? What now, is that? Now, first of all, let's just describe mm -hmm. what a eunuch is. All right. A eunuch is somebody with the inability, in the natural sense, in the body. Mm -hmm. Somebody who's been de deprived of the ability to reproduce. Okay, say that again. Very important. Yeah. Deprived of the ability to reproduce. The reason eunuchs were designed in the olden days is because eunuchs mostly, mostly in most of the kingdoms, were placed around the royal family and many of them were quite close to the queen. 
All right? Okay. And the reason the kings did that was so that there will be no possibility of offspring from the queen. Mm -hmm. So these guys were castrated. Okay. Literally. So there's no possibility either of the queen or the princess. Mm. Now, why I'm saying go back to yes. that and explain again. Yes. Now, remember what you always say. Mm -hmm. That when I hear something in the Bible, the principles and the patterns that we are reading, we are supposed to locate ourselves. Yes. That I could be in Babylon. Am mm -hmm. I a eunuch? What is yes. a eunuch? You've just said it so well. Yes. Deprived? Yes. Of, of the, the ability to yeah. reproduce. Yes. And what is weird is that these eunuchs are of the royal family. Yes. These eunuchs are of the nobles. These eunuchs are of the craftsmen and smiths. Mm. So when you talk of the captains. Yes. Now let me say something that may be a bit offensive here. All right. But it's true. Mm -hmm. Because of this behavior, and now let me bring it to a spiritual context, it means you have a title but you can't produce anything. Mm. I don't think that's offensive. It's the reality because what are we trying to say? Yes. That if I see that the people were taken to Babylon and yes. the first thing he does, yes. he places you under exactly. the master of you. You are made a eunuch yes. and then you have a master over you. Exactly. But what is a eunuch? Because yes. if you don't understand what is eunuch, then you will not be able to understand, am I one of them? Maybe I could be uh -huh. having this. I'm from the royal family. Yes. The king has called me. Yes. He's given me a title. Yes. Remember what you said hmm. the last time? That he put yes. this guy next to him, yes. gave him a title, yep. gave him a portion, a portion. daily. Yes. But this guy cannot produce anything. Never guys, have a lineage. We are talking about inability to produce yeah. and productive. Yes, but you produce for, for the king. Okay. You serve the king. Now here's the problem. Mm. Why I said offensive is because we've imported some of these into mm. a church structure. Mm. Whereby eunuch simply means this. When we make statements that sound spiritual but they're inaccurate, mm. they are borrowed from the king of Babylon. If I'm a minister yes. and I say, in this ministry, nobody is allowed to hear God. Nobody is allowed to operate beyond what I say. Mm. It's only my vision. Mm. You're raising eunuchs. Mm. So you're saying the man of God has a vision. Yes. That vision, when you join this ministry, you That's all, all you produce. Forget yours. Forget yours. Actually, fold them. Put them aside and Thank carry you. this. That's a eunuch model. Now let's talk about inability to produce or yes. being unproductive. Yes. Yet it's not a choice you have here. Yes. You've been castrated. Yes. Let's talk about spiritual castration. Yes. Now spiritual castration simply means this. Mm -hmm. You cannot produce after your own kind. You mm. produce after somebody else's kind. Mm. Let me explain mm. the difference. Mm. The difference is that God, the Bible says when his spirit is poured out, there will be multiple dimensions. Old men shall dream dreams. Young men shall, shall have visions and all sorts of things will happen. It means that there's something in you that when you hear from God, you're supposed to walk in the fullness of it. Yes. So a proper king like David produces sons that can rule. Hmm. Okay. A king like Saul, his sons will never rule. Hmm. And when you look at David, Solomon was on the throne yes, while, while David, David was is still alive. alive. That's key. Yes. Because a eunuch, when you talk about a eunuch and you say you have no ability to produce, yes. we are simply saying, listen, production of what God has already in, That's put it. in you. Not that you're saying you cannot go and work out there. No. no. God gives you a word. This word is supposed to become so yes. that out there, when you go and do any activity, yes. it's based on the word you've heard. Exactly. Now, you have no ability of taking the word of God yes. and producing out there. Yep. That is why we always tell people the first thing you need to do is go back to yes. the Father. Because what happened to the current church as we know it, mm -hmm. the first thing it did, it took away your ability to hear yes. the voice of God. That is the first castration. Absolutely. Yep. And the danger is this. You are called, he took some of the 
royal family, okay. listen to that statement, yes. to serve in his palace. Mm -hmm. Oxymoron. Wait. Okay, wait. <laughs> royal family to serve, to in, a serve royal... in his palace. Okay. They are supposed to be ruling in a palace, mm -hmm. not serving in a palace. That's serious. That's what you must understand. Mm -hmm. So castration makes the prince a servant. That's basically what it means. Yes. Takes away your lineage, mm. your family name. Listen, castration is the same principle you've seen of the devil. I told you the devil has no new tricks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Slavery was castration. Yes. Removing people from their family line, mm -hmm. destroying their history so they have no clue who they are. Mm. So when we talk about um, castration here, and yes. you say that the first thing, uh, churches, remember you're talking about yes. churches, you know it. Yes. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And that's why we are saying when God is saying, uh, Ecclesia arise, are yes. people who are called out. Called yes. out of what? From a place where you are a eunuch, inability to produce, and the first thing is the voice of God was cut off from you. Thank you. So you cannot say you are a, you are, I'm not a eunuch, mm -hmm. but I don't know how to hear God. So the first castration is your ability to hear God. Yes. All right? Then, now we are talking about as a eunuch, mm -hmm. serving, of course you have a master. Yes. What is this master supposed to be doing? You see, the, the head of the eunuchs mm -hmm. makes sure you toe the line. Okay. That is his job. Yeah. He's basically, and he's not a bad guy. Mm. Mm. No. He's on duty. No, he has only one assignment. <laughs> yeah. You cannot do anything else except what the king wants. So it's not about how good you are. Mm. In other words, think about Babylon. Even Babylon today is crumbling. It is accepting that you need to hire people mm. who are innovative. But in the past, Babylon had people who were innovative within a close to you user group. Mm. You can only design for me, not okay. design. Mm. Mm. For me. Yes. If you so, leave me, you're done. Exactly. <laughs> so the whole idea, the master of the eunuchs was supposed to make sure these people conformed. In other words, as far as he was concerned, they were incredible, they were powerful, but they were supposed to join the system. Mm. And this is where Daniel became different. He did not joined the system, as you will see, he ruled the system. <laughs> so the, the difference between a eunuch yes. and a son is one is circumcised, the other is castrated. Mm. Please let's talk about that. This is the difference. Okay. You see, let, let's talk about circumcision as a right, yes. not from a cultural perspective. Mm -hmm. Circumcision was an upgrade to maturity. Circumcision happens because now we accept you can function innovatively, you can function independently, you can function with clarity, insight, and order. Mm. Okay? Castration means you have no right to function. Mm. Mm. You have no right to operate. You have no right to reproduce anything. And many, many times we use the language of circumcision when we are castrating. Mm. It's like the Jebusite. Yes. He uses the language of threshing when he's crushing. Mm. Yeah. You have to understand the difference. Yes. So what was he saying? The first thing I want you to be done, even though you are all these other things, mm. the first thing we must do, notice in hierarchy, yes. they were placed under this, even though they've been selected. Okay. So I know you're good at what you do, yes. but you're going to do it for me. Mm. So when you go to Babylon, the first activity is castration. Now Thank remember you. when they crossed from uh, the wilderness into the land, yes. what is the first thing God said? Yep. Circumcise them a second time. Thank you. Now these people who have been circumcised, what is circumcision according to God? Yes. It is the removal of flesh that mm -hmm. you do not need exactly. to enter into the next level in God. Yes. Alright? There is this level of activity, the flesh always showing up and you're like, listen, this yes. flesh, I don't need it. That's the 
form and function yes. of circumcision. Yes. But castration is where you're being told, I am cutting off your ability to produce. Exactly. Circumcision, you become productive. Yes. And this is the thing. And yeah? it's good you talked about a second time. Yes. Now let's say something about a second time. Mm -hmm. A second time does not mean you get circumcised twice. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> the principle is this. The first generation that left Egypt was circumcised. Yes. Okay? Why? They were being cut off from mm. their history mm. and being released to function in a new history. Yes. But because they failed, their failure mm. became a possibility for the next generation. Yes. So this generation also had to have their own yeah. circumcision, which yes. means the nation required a second circumcision. Mm -hmm. The nation. And when it's funny that when it happened, the Bible says, today I've re removed the reproach of, of Egypt. Egypt yes. Not Egypt. The reproach. Mm. <laughs> because this generation doesn't even understand they, they what, don't know what about Egypt. About. Yes. But there's a reproach your father's carried. There's something that there's they something carried. they passed on. Exactly. That's what I'm cutting off. There's a wilderness mentality. Yes. Your fathers became masters of the wilderness. Mm. We have to remove that from you. Yes. Because that is the reproach of Egypt. Mm. Carrying a mindset in the wilderness yes. that is focused on Egypt. And that mentality will not allow you to produce exactly. in the land. So cut off the flesh that you do not need to go yes. to the next level. Yes. Now castration, yep. cutting off, complete, yes. no, production, no yes. productivity. And yeah. cutting them off from their lineage mm -hmm. that they have no history to refer to. Mm. So if you are to summarize a yes. eunuch, yes. who is a eunuch? A eunuch is somebody who is very effective. By the way, eunuchs mm. served the king. Mm. Let's start there. Eunuchs are in the highest of offices. Mm. They are the closest to the king. Mm. But the reason they are the closest to the king, they are the least threat to the king. Oh. <laughs> Inability to reproduce, but capable of serving. Exactly. That is a serious thing. That's yes. a serious thing. Yes. And then when you want to know that you're operating in a eunuch spirit, yeah. is when you serve without question. Say again and explain. <laughs> You're in an environment, whether business, whether ministry, whether whatever. Okay. You serve the leader. You do not serve the outcome. Mm. Psychophancy is a eunuch position. Mm. In other words, Elisha was not a eunuch. He said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives. Yes. And Elisha had clarity. Go, Elijah was told to go and pick Elisha in your place. Mm. I don't know why we teach as if Elisha was Elijah's servant. He wasn't. He was Elijah's replacement. Mm. Of the purposes of God. Thank He's coming you. to continue Thank with you. what God wants done in the earth. That's the principle. That's not a eunuch. Neither no. is he a servant who is following blindly, yes. capable of serving, yes. but cannot reproduce. Yes. That's, not, that's not Elijah. So, 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 you that's cannot, not Elijah. Yeah, so you cannot say with one mouth, yeah. pastor, bishop, apostle, mm -hmm. greater things shall you yet do while you're disempowering me. So what's the call of a man of God? When we say that this is a man of God, and every man of God has people God has called or yes. drawn yes. to him, yes. what is his work? Very simple. Let us use Elijah. Okay. Nowhere did Elijah ask Elisha to follow him. The minute you start that, you've already started the eunuch model. Mm. Mm. Every time Elijah said, God has called me and told me to go, mm. Elisha decoded and interpreted what was going on and said, you will not leave me. Mm. Please notice the difference. Elijah kept hearing God and going where God sent him. Mm. Elisha kept interpreting it to be God and following him. Mm. But we, the eunuch model says, I am going and if you don't come with me, you're not a son. That is a eunuch In fact, model. it's almost like if you don't come with me, yes. you're cast. 
That's a threat. That's now, a unicorn. Let me ask you, if you notice we said these were royal family, yes. nobles, captains, yes. smiths, yes. who have been made eunuchs. Absolutely. Okay? Yes. And can we agree? Daniel is one of them. Absolutely. Daniel is one of them. It's important. But <laughs> the problem is yes. when you're from the royal family, when mm. you're a craftsman, yes. a captain, a smith, and you're made a eunuch, and you never realize, like, wait a minute. Yes. I was going somewhere. Exactly. You brought me now to go to another journey. Yes. Problem is when you're a eunuch and you do not even realize you're exactly. a eunuch. Exactly. You can serve, but you're not producing after mm. what God wants. So, yes. this people who realize, like a Daniel now yes. realizing, wait a minute, I yes. can't be a eunuch. But uh -huh. you know what? Yes. There are purposes of God that Absolutely. I will not uh, avoid. Yes. yes. That's my path. Exactly. Yeah. When you find yourself in the eunuch model, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you are like Daniel, and we'll see what we mean by like, like Daniel, Daniel, yes. You begin to become the catalyst for the repatriation. Wow. Not the eunuch of Babylon. Mm. You are in Babylon, but you're not for Babylon. Yes. You are inside. The Bible says Daniel regularly prayed facing Jerusalem. Mm. Interesting. Mm. An understanding, and that's the highest level. Once you're in a eunuch model, you realize, listen, I may not be the one who produces a lineage. Okay. But I will guarantee there will be a lineage. <laughs> There's no way the lineage of God is going to be cut off here. Exactly. Because that's what Babylon wants. Exactly. If we talk of eunuchs, you're simply saying there's no continuity. Huh. There's no legacy. Yes. Because now you're saying this is where we stop. But as a Daniel, you're saying yeah. I might not be the one. Yes. But my friend, but there'll listen, be a generation. I am positioned now. Yeah. To Babylon, I'm a captive. To the kingdom, I'm a Trojan horse. <laughs> Guys, we are talking about if you're a eunuch, yes. you call yourself a son of God. But if you've been made a huh. eunuch, you, you don't have the ability to reproduce after God's kind. Yes. Now you're just capable of yes. serving in Babylon. Problem, when you're serving in Babylon and you're given a daily portion, some yes. people get happy. Exactly. But some people are okay. You totally miss the idea that now you are a midwife. <laughs> Explain that. A midwife is one who assists another to give birth. Hmm. Yeah. You, you know, you're both women. Okay. Meaning you all have the capacity, but I no longer am the one doing it. Mm -hmm. But because of who you are producing, yes. who is part and parcel of the kingdom lineage, mm. I may not be able to produce that lineage, yes. but I will guarantee that lineage is produced. Can we go back to when Moses was being born? Yes. The women had been given a decree. Exactly. This is what you need to do. Yes. But if you don't have the Babylonian mentality, yes. you're like, listen, I will have to come up with a statement that tells the king, these guys, you cannot stop them. Yep. There's something here being birthed, yes. and I'm not going to be the one exactly. who's going to stop it. Exactly. Now, TCC, when you go to Babylon, you need to ask yourself, have I joined Babylon, uh -huh. or am I in Babylon for the kingdom? Yes. That's and and being that kind of a eunuch, you must learn the, the technology yes. of invisibility. Yes. Let me explain. Okay. When you talk about the midwives, and the Bible names them yes. in the book of uh, Exodus, mm -hmm. a strange thing happens. They were told to kill the boys as they gave birth, yes. but if it is a girl, don't. Mm. All right? Yes. Why would Babylon allow girls to live, mm. but not boys? Okay. So that you can contaminate the lineage. Mm. So that you can produce with them yes. a seed that doesn't come. Remember the, the girl child? Is a womb carrier. Yeah. So keep the womb because we need yeah, yeah, the yeah. womb to produce what we want. Our kind. So the mentality in Babylon is hmm. that as long as you're carrying the seed of Babylon, we will not kill. Yeah. But if you have the capacity to release another kind of seed, we will, kill. We will not allow you to live yes. here. So, how, what is the invisibility technology of the 
midwife, yeah. which is now the flip side of a eunuch. The midwife, when they were told to kill them, listen, they still worked and helped them give birth. Please notice the first thing. Yes. They did not avoid. Mm -hmm. But when they were queried, they did not take any, um, they did not, what did I say, they did not take the, the accolade. Neither did they claim mm -hmm. anything. Yes. They basically said, no, the Hebrew women are different. Before we arrive, they've given birth. Yes. A strategy. Mm -hmm. In other words, even though they did it, mm -hmm. they did not take any praise for it. Yeah. They did not own it. Mm -hmm. In other words, the, the wisdom of being in Babylon is the ability to transact for the kingdom mm -hmm. without being overtly kingdom. And that is what we are saying, that every time you are going to Babylon, always remind yourself, mm -hmm. I work in Babylon, but yeah. I don't work for Babylon. Because if you work for Babylon, mm -hmm. you're like, you like a eunuch yes. who is actually taking the interests of the king, yes. and you say, listen, the king of kings can wait. Yes. I have another king in the earth, and that's yeah. the one I'm serving. Yes. Now, you're supposed to be reproducing for the king of kings. Yep. But if you do not understand, you will be happy to get a portion, yes. get a, a comfortable life. There you go. That is uh, already yeah. drawn out by Babylon. And be comfortable. comfortable. And in fact, start looking at Jerusalem as a place of mockery. Mm, yes. And a place where when you come, you use your Babylonian <laughs> title to govern. So you are actually governing on behalf of, of the Babylon. king. That means the king has sent you back. You remember when you talk about he took them from Jerusalem. Yeah. It's like when you go to Jerusalem, yes. you have a mission from the king. Yes. But there's another one called the king of kings where exactly. you say, listen, they might make me a eunuch. Yes. But you know what? I am not letting go of my pro mm. of my proceeding word. Yes. Now let's, before we go on to the qualifications, because I want us to look at the qualifications mm. of what the king was looking at. Mm. Now this thing of being in Babylon mm. and you reach a place where you feel like, you know what? The proceeding word is a bit too hard. The king has already given me instructions. Why am I following a proceeding word? Let me explain why the proceeding word is hard. It is hard because you are comfortable. Hmm. I'll say that again. Okay. What do I mean by comfortable? Comfortable doesn't mean things are working. Hmm. Comfortable doesn't in any way. It means because you are so programmed by Babylon. Yes. You only want a word that makes Babylon more acceptable to you. Hmm. Okay. That makes things work for you in Babylon. Mm. So that when I come, yes. So so I'm going through this situation in Babylon. You are designed for the kingdom. So Babylon is becoming very uncomfortable for you mm -hmm. to function in. Mm -hmm. But you want a word that makes it possible mm. for you to function better mm. in Babylon. Here's so if you come to Jerusalem, you're looking for a word that can make Babylon produce. Exactly. Guys, so in other words, you're looking for you work in a spaceship. Mm -hmm. You are going to a place that builds skyscrapers and you want tools for skyscrapers to use in the spaceship. Hmm. So okay. we have to ask ourselves, when we go to Babylon, have we identified our... Am I a eunuch? That's a good question to ask yourself. Yeah. Am I a eunuch? What does that mean? Have I been castrated? Or am I a son who has been circumcised yes. to give birth to what God wants in the earth? Am I castrated yeah. or am I circumcised? Now, let's look at qualifications of that the king, king was looking at. or for. He looked for young men who have no blemish, who are good looking, who are gifted in all wisdom, who possess knowledge and are quick to understand and have the capacity to serve in the king's palace. Now, let's go back to the first one and say, <laughs> listen, he's looking for young men. Young. Now, let's get the picture <laughs> very clear. Yes. The, the issue is not age. 
Young is a picture of those who have potential for the future. Mm. Mm. Longevity. Okay. People who, listen, you do not invest in something that will end tomorrow. Mm. Yes. So I'm looking for people who are going to continue to be valuable for a long time. So we're not talking about age here? We're not talking about age. Wow. Potential for the future. Yes. I mean, if you think about yourself and say, wait a minute. Yeah. What is the king looking for? Exactly. Am I able to see? In other words, if Nebuchadnezzar was recruiting today, yes, he'd look for somebody who knows how to use chat GPT. Okay. Not somebody <laughs> who is proficient in word. Our problem is that when we look for people, we look for experience. Babylon looks for the future. I love what, how you just put it. Potential... Yes. For the future. For the future. People will continue to have value. People, the reason I'm spending time training yes. is because I don't want to come back and deal with this. Mm -hmm. Do you know there's some people who are young, but they behave old? Exactly. So it's not people, age. Yeah, it's not about age. Because there's some people who are young, but when you talk to them, you're like, okay, wait, maybe you're just reincarnated. No. <laughs> maybe, did you maybe, maybe you believe in reincarnation and you came back, <laughs> but you didn't let go of the age of the age. I mean, some people are young, but they behave old. And let me tell you why that is. Mm -hmm. If you're 22, 23, 24, 34, 35, 40, and you've given up on life already. Oh. <laughs> young people are open-minded. Yes. Agile. Agile. You can change. You can adjust. Yes. You're flexible. So he was looking, listen, he wasn't looking <laughs> for people who were already educated. Mm. He was looking for people who can be educated. Mm. People who, when you tell them, listen, this is what you've thought of the future. Exactly. Now let me show you something else. Yes. Because today, if you talk of AI, it actually disrupts anything you know. Exactly. So if I don't have a young mind, it's not about age, it's about a young mind yes. that says, wait a minute, I'm flexible, I'm yes. open-minded, I want to know where the world is going. Like in another hat that we wear, yes. when we speak about, people talk about job losses. In the future, we're going to lose jobs mm. to all this. No, in the future, those without skills are going to be jobless. Mm. Let's get mm. it right. Guys. It is lack of skills, not lack of jobs. Yes. That's what the problem Young men, is. that's what the king is looking for. Yes. And every time we look at the qualifications he was looking for, yes. ask yourself, do I possess that? Am I uh -huh. young? In my mind, in my heart, in my operations, am I young? So, potential yes. for the future. Yes. Now, let's talk about no blemish. He's looking yes. for people who Without have no blemish. blemish. Now, on the most simplest um, way, the term blemish can also be used as the term stain. Mm -hmm. And stain as a metaphor, not as a real yes. thing. Stain talks about something in your past that limits you from moving forward. Please explain, because I think that's a key, yes. key thing. There are people who... Now, let's look at these two stories. We've talked about young. Yes. If you're young, then having no education is not a problem. Mm -hmm. But there are some people who think that's a blemish now. Exactly. That's not what the king is yes, looking for. Yes, that's not the saying. You know, I didn't qualify, I didn't qualify. In fact, the king says, if you are qualified, you'd be useless to me. Mm. Okay. Because you'd be pulling me back to yes. history mm. instead of seeing the future. So, if you're a young person... Who is still seeing yourself as because I don't have education, because my parents were not from like this, you because go. I didn't go to this kind of a school, I didn't have these opportunities, you're, you're like having a blemish exactly. that is limiting you yes. from moving. Yes. So the king is saying, I don't want blemish. Exactly. I don't want anyone who is looking back. Remember exactly. we said yeah, yeah. potential for the future. For the future. If you're stuck in the past, that's yes. a blemish. If you have a history, mm. or you know I mm. messed up, oh. or you know I've gone through this, you don't know where I'm coming from, you don't know the trauma I've been through, yes. that trauma becomes your gravity. Mm. 
it locks you in place. You yes. cannot move forward. So the question would be, yes. what is your blemish? Yeah. What is this blemish? Remember, a blemish is something on you, yes. not with you. Yes. On you, that has become part of you, exactly. where you feel like, wow, this is part of me now. Yes. The scar is on me. The stain is on me. That's it. Now, what is this thing that you are refusing to let go? Yep. What is it that happened to you? What is it that you saw? What yes. is it that you experienced? Uh -huh. That you are now holding on to, yep. and the king is saying, listen, you can't go on with that. There you go. Now, remember, when you talk of the kingdom of God, the kingdom is not asking for blemish either. No. When you're holding something that is telling you, you cannot cross here yep. because of this yes. thing that is giving you a limitation. That's What's your it. blemish yeah. here? How are you? What, what in your history has paralyzed you? Mm. Mm. What has wow. paralyzed you in your history? Mm. What experience has you still locked? Every time you talk, it's a reference point. Wow. Since That's... this happened to me, mm. or since this happened, from that time, that is your lock. That is now a, a paralysis by Thank history. Something go. that happened. And some people are unable to let go. Exactly. Now, there's an experience you could have had. Yes. And then now when you talk, you say, I, because of, you know, I don't know how to do this. By the way, I cannot. You know, when you tell someone, can we do this activity? Mm. You know, I can't because you've already... You've owned <laughs> the experience. Yeah. And let me explain something. That was the ultimate attack. Mm, mm. The attack was never what happened to you. Yes. The attack was to get you to own what happened to you. So something happens. Instead of you saying, listen, I was going on a path. Yep. On this path, like the good Samaritan yes. and the guy who was attacked. I was attacked. I was attacked. Now some people, the attack becomes their identity. Now can we go on mountain climbing? I no. can't because of. Can we go for a party? I can't because of. Do you understand the word not easily because yeah. of? You have a blemish. That's the blemish. The king is saying, I cannot no go further with you yeah. with a blemish. Please note, all these things we're talking about are the core elements of kingdom economy that was stolen. Mm. Mm. The rest is details. These now, are the main issues. Let me ask you. If you look at these noble, royal yeah. captains and smiths, they were carried from Jerusalem. Yes. So when King is saying, I want people without blemish, yes. notice they didn't use their captivity as a blemish. No. They didn't say, by the way. Listen, there's one thing it doesn't say here. Uh -huh. Daniel, the captive. Hmm. Yet, he's a captive. <laughs> yes. So that means the ability to say, listen, I don't care what happened in my past. Where I am today, like a Daniel, I'm going to rise to the top. <laughs> Think of it this way. Hmm. The Bible starts in 2 Kings 25 25 and tells us it was a siege. A siege is an attack mm. by another military. Yes. You are carried away in chains. Okay? You are taken to this other nation. You are given a new posture, a new position. You are castrated to become. Then you are given a position to function. And Daniel basically says, get over it. Mm. Let's move on. Now let's try. Wow. Wow. Get over it. Yeah. Let's thrive. Mm. He's not feeling sorry for himself. Yes. He's not trying to escape. He's not dealing with any of those issues, and you'll see why. Mm. He's focused on a key issue. The question is, as we will soon see, how does Daniel function like this in spite of he should be angry? Mm. Mm. He should be depressed. He should be. In fact, the minute they came before the king, this should be the first place that failed all of them. Mm. 
How come they were not having this? Yet, when you look at it and say, wait, paralysis of the mind yep. is a bad thing. There you go. Because right now you have to sit and ask yourself, as I listen to this, where am I paralyzed? Where mm-hmm. is my mind active? Is my mind at 100%? Yep. Because if you're paralyzed by your history yep. or your experiences, you'll not be able to serve before the king. True. And here we are talking about taking your proceeding one yep. and ability to move on to the next thing in God. Yes. Some people even look at the word, which is supposed to be getting them out of their bed. They are paral- their 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 comfort zone yes. and get them out. But they Absolutely. are telling the word, listen, I cannot because of you're yeah. still telling you're giving excuses to the word. Now talks about he was looking for guys who are good looking. This is funny. <laughs> Why would a king be interested in good looking people? I mean, we've looked at skills and abilities. Why is this? Let me explain. Good looking again here is a metaphor for pleasing. Mm attractive, agreeable, appropriate, beneficial. Mm. When you say something is good for you, it means it is beneficial. Mm -hmm. You say something is good, it means it is fitting. In other words, the people he was looking for is that when you place them where they are functioning, it is presentable, it is pleasing, it is agreeable. You get the outcome you're looking for. And people are attracted to you you when you're good looking. Yes. Now remember we always say there's form and function and we always say that when we read the Bible, we say that Kingdom is not looking for good looking as of, oh, you're beautiful, you're handsome. Forget about that. Everybody is. In the eyes of God, Everybody. you are beautiful yeah. and handsome. So yeah. leave that out. We are simply saying, listen, you're, are you presentable? Yes. Are you presentable? Are you pleasing? Are you the kind of person that people want to work with? What's your personality like? Yes. Does it repel? Mm. Does it attract? Mm. Most Christians are repelling. <laughs> Why? <laughs> They're in a sad mood. Mm. They are carrying the weight of sin and they are not Jesus. Mm. <laughs> they have a problem with everybody's mistake yes. and they are not the Holy Spirit. Mm. They are so full of the chaos in the world that they are carrying the entire burden mm. that when you meet them, all you hear is complaint, murmuring, what is not working. So the minute you see them walking towards you, you are looking for the next exit. Mm. Good looking. We want presentable people in the kingdom. God is also not going to work with people who are not pleasing. All right? So you might have a proceeding word. My friend, you're not agreeable. Yeah. You're always in an argument over something. And all this is about scriptures. You're arguing about the scripture and that you're not appropriate. You're not beneficial. Look at all those words. So what, in other words, you're offering me a great thing in an angry manner. (laughs) How does that make sense to you? Now, the other thing is gifted in all wisdom. If you talk of wisdom, uh, I think there's a, if there's one word which has been misunderstood or misrepresented is yes, this one. Yes. What is wisdom here? Okay, let's, let's get clarity first. Yeah. Wisdom is the application of knowledge in a manner that brings change. Mm-hmm. Listen, that means wisdom has to be applied, okay. not taught. The term wisdom mm-hmm. always is connected to application. Okay. Now, if you talk about wisdom, maybe we need to break down something yes. here. Now, there are many dimensions of wisdom. Yes. Can you talk why, about that? That's why it said gifted in all. Did you notice? <laughs> that's why I said that. It didn't say gifted in wisdom. In all. So there are many types of wisdom. Let's talk about them. Now, on the most basic level, we're talking about being highly skilled and competent. Mm-hmm. Skilled and competent, not just skilled. Okay. All right? Now, There's spiritual wisdom, there's moral wisdom, there's economic wisdom, there is military wisdom, 
There is human wisdom. There is cultural wisdom. There is social wisdom. And mm. the list goes on. So when you talk about gifted in all, that is huge. There are many people who might be yes. um, gifted yes. in one dimension, but totally fail. In the other. Okay. Completely. Yeah. Let me give an example. Yeah. And, and, and this is the problem with, with not understanding wisdom. There are men who are gifted in the African context in cultural wisdom. Mm. In other words, they can settle complex disputes mm. yes. from a cultural yes. perspective. Mm -hmm. They can settle huge matters from a cultural perspective because there is a cultural order and that order has its own wisdom. Having said that, there is something called social wisdom. Let me give an example now. Okay. To have social wisdom on the most basic level is to know how to interact with people wisely. Mm. <laughs> I like that. Wisely. Wisely. Because sometimes we are very unwise in how we interact. So, if you understand that there are different kinds of wisdom, yes. you'll be able to, to, to take one person yes. and say, okay, listen, when it comes to natural wisdom, exactly. they're good. Yes. When it comes to social wisdom, yes. they need help. Exactly. And why is this important? Because mm -hmm. when you go into a place like Babylon, it had captured many nations. Yes. So there were many types of people. And for them to have wisdom, they knew how to interact with everybody at every level. Now let's talk about natural wisdom, yes. which applies to anyone and everyone. Okay, let me give a very simple natural wisdom, which most people don't have, mm -hmm. and even more Christians don't have. <laughs> Let me explain okay. natural wisdom. Mm -hmm. Natural wisdom is we make on the basic statement, um, statements like, the glass fell. Now think for By a moment. Itself, I didn't drop it. Thank you. The glass <laughs> just fell. So when you talk about natural wisdom, is where the mind is paralyzed, so your statements don't make sense at all. They don't. Mm -hmm. now, yeah, think about it. <laughs> if you walk towards a table and yes. see a glass standing partly on the edge, yes. and you keep passing there and you ignore the glass, mm -hmm. you lack natural wisdom. Because mm, you can tell, or rather you have no ability to tell, this thing will fall. It will. Okay. Somebody is going to touch it. Why can't I move it? But people who do not have natural wisdom have a paralyzing excuse. Mm. No one told me. Mm. So natural wisdom here is where you are able to look at your environment. Natural, just be aware. And know that if I look at this thing, I can tell you the next three steps. From where I'm standing, Thank you. I can tell you what will happen. Thank you. Now, if you look at natural wisdom, yes. many people who have it become leaders. Yes, naturally. Yeah? In fact, that's what we call a natural leader. Mm -hmm. means somebody who can look at his environment and quickly see disorder. Mm. Quickly see that shouldn't be that way. Yes. And they do not require an external instruction to fix it. Mm. In other words, it is obvious this cable is going to trip someone. But because you don't have natural wisdom, you walk over it. Okay. And you know the <laughs> argument? It's not my cable. Mm. I didn't put it there. I'm and a visitor. You, no, you start arguing. <laughs> Whoever put it there knew why they put it. Mm. Are they trying to trip people? Natural wisdom. And this why are we talking about natural wisdom? Because this lacks in the church, yep. as we know it. That's why you can come and find somebody, walks into church, mm. one whole row of seats are empty, and then somebody decides to sit in the, the middle edge. or the edge. Yeah. Natural wisdom. Lack of natural wisdom. They do not have to tell themselves, listen. And then you're angry yeah. that everybody's stepping on you as they pass. And even by the fourth person, <laughs> you're still excusing them. Natural wisdom. Lack of natural wisdom. I think natural wisdom is where we say, when we talk about the church and say, okay, wait, when people come to church, why do they behave in a manner likely to suggest yes. that the five senses were paralyzed? <laughs> 
those who I are think, left behind. Yes, that's why actually when we talk about those who are left behind, we are simply saying are people who do not apply natural wisdom. They have to sit and wait for somebody else to come and do something. Yes. Now, when we are talking about natural wisdom, we are talking about like what you said. Yes. There's a cable that is going to treat people. Let me just pick that. Yes. Now, you don't need qualifications to do that. No, nope, you don't now, even there need there are some training. things, when you talk about natural wisdom, it's where you know this particular thing needs uh, skills yes I will not touch yes for example yeah. if you say you're sitting in a congregation mm. and the mics are going off yes. and you can hear the noise is not sharp you cannot just stand and say by the way let me go and see what I can do natural no. wisdom yes. dictates that's not your environment that's not my environment that's a different thing we're not talking about now now that is still going lack. going to try and sort <laughs> what is not in your jurisdiction is still lack, lack. of natural wisdom so natural wisdom you're simply saying Think. What is in is your sphere? The to, yes. Uh, conclude that. Think. Yes. Meaning, what is in your sphere mm. that you can assist by bringing order to? Yes. Natural wisdom. Yes. Simple things. And, and, and on a higher level, we can use natural wisdom in a different context. You are left to work every day. Mm. You've still not worked out mm. that if you live at a certain time yes. and wake up at a certain time and go through certain time of transport. So what do you do? You blame the traffic. Mm. But the traffic is there. Every day. Natural wisdom. You've not calculated and said, wait, if I'm doing this and I'm getting it, then that means I have to leave earlier. earlier. Simple. Okay. Natural wisdom. Natural wisdom. Let's yes. talk about social wisdom because social wisdom is when you're with people yes. in a place where you speak and people wonder, did you think before you spoke? You didn't nah. read the room. Yes. Okay. In fact, that's a good term for social wisdom. Yeah. Learning to read the room. Okay. No matter how big or small it is. Mm. <laughs> okay? Yes. It means simple things like um, you're a wife or a husband, you make a joke about your wife and you notice there's a pause before anybody laughs. Everybody's wondering, are we supposed to laugh? How do we then it's almost like, you know, when you take a placard and say, laugh. Yes. You How know? do we respond to this? And when they do, they're sheepish. Mm. They are embarrassed, yet they didn't say anything. So there's a way I can make a joke on you yes. that is not a joke. Absolutely. And the listeners will be like, okay, that's not supposed to be a joke. Exactly. I believe you're talking more than just telling us about yes. this person. Yes. There's a message you're trying to pass. Exactly. So social wisdom is where you talk before you think. Yes. What is the consequence of, of what I'm statement. about to say? Yes. Have you thought about it? Yeah. Have, you, have you structured and said there are certain statements that you can make among a certain group of people and it's okay. Yes. But as among another group, it is offensive. Mm. So social wisdom is where you also come and say, read the room. Yes. These are youths. Yes. These are young people. Let me exactly. even call them teens. Yes. Okay? And this is supposed to be when they look at you, they call you uncle. Because yes. that tells you the gap between Yes, them. you're an elder. <laughs> then you make a joke where the kids look at you like, Should we, respond we are not supposed not? to laugh because even laughing is a sin. Yes. Because you're not supposed to be talking like that to us. Exactly. Social wisdom Simple. you don't have. Not knowing how yes. to talk to how. And this is social wisdom. Look at Jesus. Jesus knows everything about creation. Everything. He is God. When he speaks to the crowds, he uses parables. Natural things they can understand. He could have impressed them with his knowledge. He did not. When he speaks to disciples, he speaks to another level. When he speaks to the inner core, he speaks differently. Mm -hmm. It's called having natural wisdom. No matter how much gifting you have, mm. you must know how to apply your wisdom per place. So we're talking about wisdom, yes. and you're simply saying it also involves the ability to decode and solve complicated and complex matters. Yes. So if when you have wisdom, you are a person who comes up with 
solutions, my friends. Yes. Yeah. And this is sometimes where the church gets it wrong when it's interacting with the government. Hmm. See, government wants solution. And I'm going to say this again, one of those things that it can rub you wrong. Government doesn't need prayer. Hmm. Government is here to govern. To govern requires solutions. Mm. So government, you pray. Daniel did. Daniel did, but yeah. Daniel's prayer is clear. He locked himself in a room. Mm. Facing Jerusalem means you. you're now not facing the government. You're no. now not facing the people. Because the people you're, you're facing do not understand prayer. In fact, when they look at you, they make it a mockery. Yes. They actually will reach a place where you're like, wait, do you notice prayer is becoming a mockery? And everybody now thinks they can pray. Did you know not everybody can pray? Mm. Mm. Daniel prayed, but this prayer was for the whole of Israel. Yes. Not for two people, isn't exactly. it? He didn't take the whole community and said, can we pray? There you go. Wisdom, and yes. this is spiritual wisdom, yes. where you know that spiritual matters cannot be done in the natural because the natural people will not understand and interpret it correctly. Exactly. Wisdom. And as you will see, every time Daniel was called upon in Babylon, he was called upon to solve matters, not to pray. Mm -hmm. It is Daniel who at certain times would say, give me time. Yes. To do what? To pray. He did not pray in front of Pharaoh. He did not pray in front of anybody. Yes. He went away to pray and hear God. When he had heard God, he came back with a solution. So do we pray for government? Yes. Do we pray for those in leadership? Yes. But we, don't we want pray. to see solutions coming, not people saying, by the way, it was your prayers that brought the rain. It's your prayer that made the government work. It's yeah. your prayer that, forget it. Nobody should know it's your prayer. Keep praying. Listen, <laughs> God does not require your performance to bring prayer. Oh, to pray? To bring rain. rain. Doesn't require. Yes. So you stand grandstanding and praying and said, you will now see rain come. God is not interested mm. in mm. grandstanding. Rain is about, if there's a drought, rain is about transforming lives, not yes. about approving you. Mm. Wisdom. You now can be in your room yeah? because you have a heart for the nation and pray for rain and no one will ever acknowledge you, mm. but heaven heard you and responded. So whichever nation you're watching us from. Yes. It's time to ask yourself, when we pray, as we say, we need to pray for not only those in government, yeah. you need to pray for your country. Exactly. That's where you live. Eh? Yes. You need peace in that country. Yeah. But God says, you are here, not of this place. You are the no. salt. Yes. If you are the salt, the salt is not seen in the food. Mm -hmm. You cannot go and pick out salt and say, by the way, there is salt. But you know what? Its absence is felt. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about salt, you're simply saying, be salt. Mm -hmm. Don't announce yourself. No food mm -hmm. comes in. By the way, salt. I'm yes. announcing myself. Guys, no. I'm here even though you can't see me. Stop it. Nobody needs to know you. Nobody there. knows. In fact, let me say something because we twist statements. Okay. Scripture says, pray for government. Okay. Pray for those who rule over you. Yes. Notice the term. Mm -hmm. So that it may be well with you. Mm -hmm. Please notice the focus point. Why are you praying? I'm praying <laughs> so that they are in order so that things are okay with me. I'm not praying so they know I can pray. Mm. I'm not praying so they can be wonderful. I'm not praying in support of them. Mm. I'm praying to govern them yes. so that life becomes I correct. think it's just a matter of knowing that when it comes to prayer, you're way above those you're praying for. Simple. So that those you're praying for can look up to you and say, listen, when you, you pray, pray. For this yes. because when you pray, things happen. Yes. Alright? Wisdom. Thank you for watching this episode of the Kingdom Conversations. The big question remains, what have you heard? And what are you going to do about it? Keep tracking with us, like, 
and follow us on our social media handles, The Cyrus Community on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can send in your questions through Facebook or use the email on your screen. And as Micah 4.4 says, May you be found seated under your vine and under your fig tree. Until our next episode, keep it kingdom, keep it pure.